And what's going on, everybody? Welcome. This is Lore Forge Live, episode number 15. We are your hosts. My name is Jibs. I'm joined by apparently one-eared Sonny tonight. Nope, I've got both ears. I just have a headphone that's making the slightest weird sound uh, when I move. And, you know, after you've been doing this for a number of years, tiny little things like that are like, what is happening? (laughs) This is a catastrophe. This is cataclysmic. (laughs) And it's like, it is a rattle that would be imperceptible to a normal human being. But to us, it is is cause for five alarm fire Five alarm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Isn't that funny how something so minute like that can just... Yeah, I don't know. And just right before the show starts, you know, all of a sudden when I move, it like makes a sound. I'm like, what is this? What is going on? Oh, my God, this is the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) thousand percent. It's crazy. Drives you nuts. Uh, And Mr. Showing Off Your Ribs tonight, man. You need to... Chat says you need to eat a cheeseburger. Uh, Cash is here. It's funny you'd say eat a cheeseburger because I did start... uh, I started carnivore this week. Yeah, how's that going? It's actually going really good. I had no idea that I would feel as good as I did, minus the two hours of sleep I got last night. It's not because that's because of work. It had nothing to do with carnivore, but I actually I really like it. It's that's awesome. Way too easy. That sounds so Tell good. Tell me, too. what are you allowed to eat on the carnivore diet? Well, effing meat. <laughs> is that's that it? it? I mean, is that like is it just as it says? Like, what else do you eat? You just um, eat meat? Veggies only, Sonny. Pretty much uh, meat, or it, it. If you if you take kind of the wide swath with it, anything that an animal produces, you can eat. Um, oh, it's like the can you eat cheese? You can have cheese, but I'm not like, I'm not like melting a bunch of cheese over my stick. That's that to me is. What just about butter? Can you have butter? Yes, I, I can have grass fed butter. It's actually what I cook my steak in on a on an iron skillet in. I've done. I do a lot of research on this stuff, folks, before I try it out. So I'm not advocating anything. I just like to try all kinds of different things, and I really like carnivore. It's not a forever thing, though. It's a you try it for a little while, and then you know you eat what our ancestors ate. Yeah, I think like the word scurvy comes to mind, doesn't it? <laughs> right? Yeah, no, uh, it's it's not a thing that has been disproven with with a long term carnivore diet. So I'm telling you, like, Sounds I do a amazing. lot of research on this scurvy? stuff before I Scurvy has in. been disproven? It, on a carnivore diet. Oh, You okay. cannot get scurvy from a carnivore diet. So, so let so, me okay. ask you this. When you're just eating meat, do you, like, do you notice any bloat or anything after you? After no, you, it's no? A, a thousand percent the opposite. Oh, my because gosh. Because you're, you're taking all. Okay, science lesson. You're taking all the glycogen stores in your body and basically dumping them. Like your body is literally using fat for fuel like it oh, does awesome. in on the like keto, keto diet. Yeah. But, you, but you don't necessarily go into keto. Like that's not the goal. Right. The goal is just low carb, high protein. I'll never forget so, when you got me on keto. It changed my life. That was awesome. Dude, Can we talk about works. what a thousand percent the opposite of bloat would look like? <laughs> Um, he asked you, is it bloat? And you're like, it is a thousand percent the opposite. Um, <laughs> just um, an implosion. <laughs> Do you no. sound like a, like a dwarf like star collapsing in on itself? <laughs> no, you, it, it looks like Marfans. Look it up. You guys, everybody's Googling Marfans right now. I'm That's nervous. It, it like. ends in fans, yeah. so I'm nervous. Oh, anyway, welcome everybody. <laughs> Uh, welcome again. This is Laura Ford's podcast for Ash of Creation. Thanks so much for tuning in. Push and play. We sure do appreciate it. And everyone who's here on the live show, because we do these live now, you can watch them on Twitch with these awesome people here over at twitch.tv slash HQ. So this week on the show, we're ch- chit-chatting a little bit more about the uh, extra live stream. It's done. It's over. It was fun. It was awesome. We're going to talk about results there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, since we weren't all able to be together last week, we're talking caravans again. So we're just going to dive headfirst in on uh, caravans there. So There is so much with caravans that we can talk about. Like, the caravan thing was, it was just a fantastic, fantastic uh, developer update that y- you could do a whole month on all of the stuff that they did. So I don't feel like, uh, I don't feel like we will not have enough to talk to. Uh, especially with Cash here, and we didn't get any of Cash's opinion. Plus, half of the show last week was honestly like 
who is Vladis and why is he a great uh, podcaster oh, and everything like that. So it was it was fun to get Vladis's story on his upbringing and everything yeah. like that. So I'm excited to to really get into the details with caravans on this one. Yeah. Wait, we're, we're talking caravans. I thought we were exchanging snickerdoodle recipes tonight. Mm, well, I mean, we can. Yeah. I have a pretty. Uh, no, I was gonna say snickerdoodle. Mine. You you have a snickerdoodle. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there. That's Look my at snickerdoodle that. recipe. That's a, that's a lot what's of the, writing on what's that. What's the page first ingredient there? there? <laughs> what's the top of that ingredient there? Love. <laughs> oh. uh, love. <laughs> Lots of love. Oh man. Followed by vodka. <laughs> uh, and things happen when you drink. All right. So, gentlemen, Extra Life was this past weekend and it was awesome. It, it was. was. Yeah, I love how we did like the old man version of Extra Life too. Yeah, we've we been so used to over the years doing uh doing the 24-hour um uh, version, which is what you're supposed to do. It's a 24 hour marathon, right? So um, this year we <laughs> we scoped it down from like 16 hours, 12 hours, and then this week we're like f that, or this year we're like f that, we're doing eight. <laughs> 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 I don't know how you guys did those other ones because the eight hours almost killed me. Like you look at that stream and in that last hour, it's funny because we, I, I, uh, I saved the VOD on Twitch and you look at the beginning and we're all excited and everything. And then if you just drag the thing real fast to the end, it looks like, it looks like we're nearly dead. (laughs) We are so tired our <laughs> eyes are red you know we're every one of us is four inches shorter in their chair like just <laughs> hanging out at the bottom of the camera it is oh it was it was tough yeah it, it really was fun though um if you guys didn't get to see it it was a blast we did a uh, tabletop rpg jibs was our dm and it was set in the world of vera and we had several quests we were working on seems like there were he had tons of like side quests and little squirrels that we could squirrel off to and shinies and all kind it was really it was really pretty cool but um what was it for so extra life was uh, they were they were blessed this year by the the entire ashes of creation community was very successful this year so ourselves we raised over eleven hundred dollars for rady children's hospital yeah yes golf claps all around yes. yes folks we are not done fundraising though so our our uh donation link is live still uh and it will be until the first of the year so you can still, if you're here on Twitch, then you just go like right below our big bobbly heads and there's an extra life donation link there. It will take you straight to our page. And uh, if you are listening on the airwaves or on YouTube, you can go to extra-life.org and just search Loreforged and we will come up. We are on Intrepid's team. Speaking of Intrepid... They pretty much big deed everybody. <laughs> Their stream. Uh, yeah, this is this is an insane number. Insane number, my friends. So their goal was thirty thousand dollars, and they're also fundraising for Rady, Rady Children's in San Diego, California. They have to the recording of this podcast. They have raised seventy-seven thousand nineteen dollars. That's awesome, man. What a number. Baller. I mean, 40. That's just. (laughs) Their goal was 30. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And to put it into perspective for people, Rooster Teeth is they are number one every single year because they they are just in. They're the number one uh, team that fundraises for Extra Life. Like they get into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's it's just nuts how much Rooster Teeth um, fundraises. Awesome, too. Intrepid. Intrepid's team. The team we're a part of is is number nine out of worldwide. That's all all fundraisers. They're number nine. That is a legit stat for Intrepid. So my hat is off to them and the the effort that they put forth to the kids. And they are so serious about it. And it is just such a, a wonderful community to be a part of. We've been part of many communities in the past for for different games and extra life has never come up so 
you want to talk about reason number 2620 of why we love Intrepid? This is one of the reasons. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. so cool. That's so it's yeah. It's like every year. Um, I'll never forget the very first time I did this, and it was with you with you all during Mog Nation days, the old MMO community we had had, and where we all met. And I remember trying to explain it to my wife, like you know what we're doing, like you're playing games, yeah, raise money, yeah, yeah. Now it's 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 not foreign at all. It's you know kiddos aware of it, everyone's aware of it, everyone's super excited, stoked for how much money you raise. It's just it's neat to see like after all these years, it's just like how much of a part of your life extra life becomes you know and it's just so so special and cool here's a quick stat since its inception in 2008 extra life participants have raised over 130 million dollars whoa that's pretty amazing it doesn't seem right does it no that seems crazy it's accurate as we say here that is that is wildly bonkers 130 million dollars correct million that now that is across the united states canada and puerto rico for children's hospitals but it's still a pretty damn good stat 30 million dollars that is an amazing stat that's amazing yeah yeah without a doubt holy smokes that's over over a hundred million dollars for children's hospitals like you talk about like charities that if you were to start a charity and then say like, and our 15 year goal is to raise over a hundred million dollars, right? Yeah. You're like what? Yeah. <laughs> That's lofty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They've got to be one of like one of the most successful sort of startup charities, right? I mean, yeah. we're not talking about the American heart association here. Like this is extra life. This is a thing that came out of the blue, you know, from gamers. Right. So, whew. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Well, for those of you who do want to still get on board with donating, like Cash said, um, all those links are available. And plus, you could also just go to loreforge.com. And at the very top, you'll see an extra life button and it says donate here. Just push on that button and it goes right to the team, uh, to the Loreforge team, which is also in the greater scheme of things, the Intrepid Extra Life team. So you can get on in on that. And uh, or maybe you want to watch the VOD. The VOD should be up on Twitch, I, I think. I think it's still there. It is. Is it? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Yes, it, can... but it should be, at least. I never know with Twitch. You hit buttons and then sometimes things work and sometimes they don't. <laughs> oh, man, you're not kidding. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, so we have a link in chat there. Cool. So cool. Um, all right. Well, gentlemen, you know, it was uh, la- last week was absolutely an amazing episode having Vladis on being the first guest on the show and and just kind of getting his first impressions on the caravans and especially this week because you know we're all the boys are all back in town back in the same hood and we're able to kind of break this down a little bit and what's interesting and this coming to us from the aoc forums the office hours event for the month of november is back and it's on the caravan system discussion so for those of you who like to go to those on discord coming on thursday november 16th at 11 a.m pst I will be working like many others, but you can go check it out. Uh, This is an office hours event. It's an opportunity where players can join the discussion on topics. Intrepid is actively looking for feedback on, and this month it's the caravan system. So you can join. uh, Is it Roshan or Roshan? I feel like I mess it up every time. I I would say Roshan. I like Roshan. Roshan? Okay. Yeah, it puts the Roshan on the skin or it gets the hose again. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Come on. You gotta have a little fun so, with the guy. So Roshan <laughs> November, Halloween is over now, Cash. <laughs> He's got a whole another year to wait. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so Roshan and Precious. Precious. <laughs> <laughs> and at Vacnar are over in the Ash Creation Discord. You can join them for the voice chat during this event. And so for those of you who don't know, this is not a QA. They make use of the Discord stage, and basically every 10 minutes they bring up small groups of players who want to participate and giving feedback. And these are actually really, really cool. Before we ever launched Loreforge, I was in one of them, and I know Cash attended one, and and um, you just lurk and if you want to and just listen, and you hear all kinds of awesome opinions. And uh, it's pretty amazing, pretty amazing. And so we're going to kind of talk about the caravan system, but while we do that, we're going to incorporate some of these discussion topics. And the first one, I'm going to be honest, is this is actually perfect. I'm going to go straight to Cash with this one too. How do you feel about the caravan system? 
based on what was shared during the 2020 October 2023 development update. Are you excited about it? And what concerns do you have? Uh, Sunny and I were together when uh, that stream was going on. Uh, Jibs, you were at work, unfortunately, but we uh, we were in chat. Actually, we were live on stream uh, watching it, feverishly taking notes because we had a show. But um, man, I, w- I thought it was a banger. I thought it was a home run. Um, I, I really think that they need this was one of the ones that they really needed to nail. Mm-hmm. I think there was a little disdain coming off of the node showcase um this one and we still love that one right like we we went nuts over over capes um and visuals like crazy but this one i really think they had a very good grasp of what needed to be shown on this particular um update and I had several things that I wanted to see. And I know you guys talked about it with, with Vladis too, but I had several things that I wanted to see. They showed everything I wanted to see all the way from the, the UI, uh, from starting the your caravan from the caravan Sarai, mm-hmm. um, all the way to the updates that they did for how you spawn your caravan. Um the one thing that that I, I really think I mean, maybe there's two things. The one thing that I really think I missed, like my biggest one was watching that transition at the end of the caravan to say like a river caravan. That would have been crazy good to see that transition. But I, di- I don't I they kind of alluded to it, how that just that's not quite ready yet. Right. And it's fine. Like, I, I don't I don't need to see stuff that's not quite ready. Well, just we have time. Let's just wait and see when the thing is ready. The other thing, and I know I know, Sonny, we, we have both talked about this. There was a bit of a missed opportunity when they were going down the road and there was a tree down. And we thought for sure. OK, this is it. This is where the bandits come. If they had had like, say, eight or ten other devs that were just like waiting in the wings to attack the caravan and show that PvP zone around the caravan, I think that just would have been insane. But, you know, some of those are pipe dreams. I was very, overall, very, very, very pleased with it. I do not have any worries. And maybe we'll find some stuff as we, as we discuss it a little bit, but I really don't have any any major worries about the caravan system based off of what they showed i feel that's a really good point that was um that was really the only thing that stood out to me that that i feel you know post post uh live stream uh, one thing that was missing to me was that pvp element you know on the caravan itself that showcasing the risk versus reward but at the same time i totally get it because that is such a huge reveal in itself the pvp like the Alpha 2 version of PvP, I get why it wasn't in there. So I, I see both sides, I guess. Tomato, tomato. You know, uh, one of the people in the chat, uh, Wizzy, uh, said it absolutely perfectly, and that is that scouting is going to be a huge role in Ashes of Creation. Oh, yeah. And he's not wrong. Like, you saw the changes that they made. First of all, did you like, I have to ask Cash, this, in, in, in 15 seconds, did you like the change on the spawning of the caravan that you mentioned from being something where you just click it on a map and you say, I want my caravan to be here to this. I have to go out into the wilderness and pick a spot and then start this sort of, you know, building a caravan thing for a couple minutes while I'm exposed. Yes. I, I really did enjoy the change from it being uh, originally a top down pick where you get like, you get, Uh, the view of a map and you just kind of get to pick a location. And the reason being is because it allows for that immersion. Everybody knows that when you spawn a caravan, you are, you are entering the world of risk versus reward. Like you're now you're doing it. You're like, everybody's been so excited about ashes of creation because there's risk versus reward. Well, as soon as you click that button, and you say you're doing a caravan. <laughs> the risk, the risk welcome, clock starts. <laughs> welcome to risk versus reward because people are watching. And ex- exactly what, what Wizzy's saying is that scouting is going to be a, a big thing. People are going to be watching for these things to spawn. So 
the change from that top-down map to being able to go out into a certain location and really look around and say, you know what? It looks good. Like, I think this is a this is a nice, quiet little meadow. Let's spawn it here, get to the road, and just beat feet. It gives you the opportunity to, to kind of live through your character a little bit more rather than having that top-down kind of generic map view, and I really, really like that change. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think that a lot of the stuff that they that they changed was for the sake of immersion. And I like that. I'm all in for those kind of things. To mm-hmm. me, uh, you know, I think that some of the criticisms that you heard from people are, well, the caravans move too slow and the spawn timer on the thing. Uh, Katie said it in the chat here, too. The spawn timer is too slow on making the caravan. OK, those are all balanced things, right? Those are those are easy fixes. You just reduce the spawn time. You just make the caravan travel a little faster. Admittedly, the the caravans were slow, and the dude that didn't have the upgraded caravan was holy god. <laughs> he might as well have been pushing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was tragic, but I felt like a little bit bad for him uh, because the whole stream is just leaving without him. He's like, "I'm yep. coming." Yeah, Steven's like, "Peace out. We got a showcase to do, pal." Oh my god, I was Get laughing. good, son. <laughs> exactly, uh, but uh, those are balanced things, right? Those are those are the kind of things. So I don't mind at all the um, the ability to go out into the woods. And have to spawn a caravan because I I like that level where you have to then find a place around town that's maybe a little bit hidden and maybe you're doing it covertly with some clandestine elements to it where some misdirection and and the scouting and Wizzy's exactly right. Like scouting is going to be huge. If I can't push over a tree and make that Fallujah burnt car stop thing for the convoy, then I'm going to find a tree that's knocked down Mm. and I'm going to go over there and I'm going to say, this is it. The tree's already down. They're going to come up on this thing. They're going to go into the woods. If we hit them right now, panic is going to take over for that caravan rider. It's not going to know which way to go. It's going to take time. They are sitting ducks right here. And that's scouting, right? That's like, that's advanced operations on, on this kind of stuff. And I love it. So Man, I just was, this was a big one for me. This was a very big update for me um, because I'm an economy guy and the economy is really in this game. They're trying to drive it with supply and demand from different nodes. There are things that grow in one place that don't grow in another, stuff like that. So movement is a big thing. And the movement mechanism is the caravan system. So I wanted to see, like, how seriously are these guys taking this? And they absolutely are nailing it. They put in a ton of time and effort to this thing. Um, there, there's some interesting questions, which I'll, I'll get to. But, like, as far as the answer to this early question, JB, man, I was just, uh, I was in love. I thought it was fantastic. And I think that it is going to be an absolute story generator. I think that this is going to be a story generator for guilds, where guilds are going to, you're going to have guilds based on hitting caravans. You're going to have guilds based on protecting caravans. You're going to have guilds that just want to move things in the darkness of night and, and all of that stuff. It is going to be a lot of fun. You know, there's a few aspects of this I, I'd like to touch on. And, and one of those is the open worldness of the caravan system. There's no rails. You know, like you, you go and play other MMOs. This is a This is a drastic pivot from, you know, what Ashes is. But just to kind of like for contrast sake... Think of Swotor versus, uh, which is on rails versus Ashes of Creation, which is wide open. You know, what? Uh, just watching the movement of the caravan system, and I know I brought it up with when Vladis was here, as far as the way that the caravan felt when it was moving, but the way that the world feels. The only other time I felt that way was in Red Dead Redemption Two, when it was just wide open. And if I want to take this caravan up through this hill over here through these woods, go for it. You know, like there's just nothing really stopping you. And I love that fact that, you know, even as I, I watched it, you know, a week after watching the live stream, it just, it still puts off that vibe of, and you know, when you bring it up, Sonny, like stories are going to be birthed from this, narrative is going to be birthed from this. I bet you there is 1,000%, and I know for I know for a fact we're covering what goes on in our server in some way, some fashion, but I, I am not going to be surprised at all if there's not a Discord 
if there's not a Reddit, if there is, you know, just for a specific server for everything that's going to be going on. And you're, and you're talking tr- tr- maybe trade commissions between people, maybe, you know, just like alliances and just all this stuff. And I'm just like, it's still to, you know, 15 episodes now. And still, it just is like, <laughs> I, there's so much to this game. Like, even when I think of classes, I'm like, there's going to be, it's just like, you want to try it all. <laughs> you just don't know yeah. where you're going to land because it's so big. Bounties. Bounties, Bounties. JB. I know, dude. I Right? I'm not going to lie. Like, you're that's hitting caravans, really, man. You're going to get bounties on you. Oh, That's really yeah. tickling the ivories, the bounty system. Not going to lie. That mm-hmm. sounds like a good time. Or even what, what Wizzy said to you in chat. The other aspect that I love about the caravan system is the black market. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is it is wide open. And this is what happens when a developer gives you tools and allows you to make your content. And on top of that, there is going to be BVE content. Yeah. Like there is plenty of content for you to go through and quests to do. And at least we think there is, and we don't know yet for sure, but I'm pretty darn sure that that's what's advertised. And that so far Intrepid's pulling through with a lot of this stuff and showing us a lot of the stuff that they're promising. So I have zero reason to believe that, the game is not going to have several aspects for you to dive into. And the, the beauty of it all is that a lot of the deepest systems the game has just give you the tools to create your own story, mm. create your own memories. And like we said, these are the stories that are going to get told at at get togethers with your friends, you know, over the years and uh, and and it. Ashes Con, whenever that takes place, or you know, these are the stories that get told in taverns. Yeah, and I, I love it. it. Makes me excited. Absolutely, I can't wait for those community events. Whenever that, if that's ever a thing, you know, if community events for Ash Secretion is ever a thing, going there and just having those conversations, like you're saying, do you remember when X Y Z happened? Do you, were you there when you know, just all these fun- story generator, man? Yeah, the story generator, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that mentality of just giving your player base the tools and just letting them go, you know, hog wild with it. And we're definitely going to see that in the caravan system. I'm going to be honest, there was one thing in that stream that really stood out to me that really I didn't see coming at all. Um, And really, it's kind of a could be a minor thing. Maybe not some people. I don't know. But the the transfer from the monster coin, not token or coin. I forget what they call it. Certificates. 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 Yeah. So going from that to glint. That yeah. was an interesting change. Didn't see that one coming, you know? Yeah, I I like it, and I know that Cash likes it, and we talked about it, but this, I mean, this really falls into Cash's whole, like, philosophy on everything, which is that if you can, if you can base it in lore, it's just going to make it better, right? Um, rather than having something that is just so mechanical, like monster certificates, uh, to have then go into... Glint, which has a backstory of the physical manifestation of the essence and and all of that stuff. So it is uh, it is a great answer to a problem, which is you know how how do we deal with this thing? Um, monetarily, there is a lot of there is a lot of reasons to do something like this to have a change of the currency. Um, as far as economy goes to like tie it to a different currency to protect against inflation and other stuff like this. And it just gives you a lot more control, but the name and the story and everything is the other aspect of it. I feel like this is the cash sunny coin, right? Like if you're going to have a coin on, on one side, you have to have the, the mathematical mechanics of how this affects the economy. And then on the other side of the coin, you have to have the lore-based reason that you can explain it, <laughs> right? This is yeah. the cash sunny coin, and Glint is exactly that. Yeah, I am very, very happy with this change. I think that um, I think the change from uh, monster certificates to, to Glint gives it dare I say it gives it like that Azoth feel like there's oh, yeah. some kind of like a, a currency within the game, which new world has with, uh, with Azoth, but it's, we already knew that the essence was going to be a thing. So to, to turn it into 
glint and make it lore friendly in that every living being on Vera has this um, this this powdery essence that you can that you can gather and use it because it's so valuable. It it it, it gives the essence of value to the player, and uh, I really like that because it's to a certain extent it's almost forcing you to like. You are going to learn the lore today, mister. And I I love that. It's like, what is this glint? You know what? You're going to learn it. And I absolutely (laughs) love that about um, about what what they've done with it, because it it is allowing that immersion to take place in in a in a base currency in the game. It is it's going to be a a really big thing. So just I see I see Intrepid taking these systems that. They know weren't fully fleshed out yet. They were an idea and a concept, and they've brought them to reality visually, and now they're bringing them to reality as they morph things and change them to bring them to reality spiritually in everything that you're doing in the game. And that that makes me very, very excited Mm -hmm. to know that we have developers that have that as like a cornerstone of of what they want to build. They want everything to fit into Vera in some way. I love that. I love the fact they're taking the time to do that. I know Cashew and I were talking the other day when we were playing Warcraft of how the only qualm that I had about retail was you you're level you're leveling so fast that you're you're unable to really immerse yourself in your character where whereas if i'm playing when i when i did play uh classic era you get that long time leveling like it's polar opposite right like it's one which is really fast the other one's which really slow but the benefit i found in the really slow was it allows you to really get connected to your character in a big big way and i will say with what i'm seeing from intrepid when regarding to um streamlabs or, wow, Streamlabs, listen to me. I'm watching chat. Um, yeah. I'm talking to you. You are professional. Twitch is acting up. I'm sorry. All right, so anyway, when I'm watching, you know, Intrep Studios for Ashes of Creation, I'm just like, oh, okay. I like how they're bringing it back into Vera. All the stuff they're doing, just keep bringing it back around to where I feel like I never leave the game. And the more and more I play it, the more and more, whether it's currencies in the game or systems in the game, it just further adds that immersion to my character, more connection to my character. The more you can give me that, the more I love it. You know, Vladis had a really interesting, um, he had a really interesting point on this. And uh, I, I love the guy on the show. And so I didn't really want to like disagree with him too much right then and there because he was a guest on the show. But I totally disagree with him on this point. So his, his point was, if... The commodity system is nothing more than you exchanging your glint for commodities that then only have value to be traded in there or taken somewhere else and traded in and don't have any other actual tangible connection to the world, then he doesn't like that. Then that's not enough. And 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 I thought about this over the course of the week since the last podcast, right? So you have this system, you go kill a wolf, you get glint, right? You don't get swords and gold like you do in other games. You get glint. And now you take this glint and you take it to your local glint peddler, which just absolutely <laughs> sounds like a drug dealer, right? <laughs> you're taking this, this stuff and you're like, you got you got any of that glint? <laughs> <You're> scratching. <laughs> So you tra- you trade this glint in and you get commodities, right? Like you get you get meat from the the Highwayman Hills, Highwayman Hills meat, and then you have to take it to some other place. And you can either sell the Highwayman Hills meat right then and there to the same guy for some reason, and he will give you money. He'll give you gold, or you can take it and and basically roll the dice and get more money based on the distance that you're going to take this thing. So if you take it like all the way across the map, presumably you'd get like a hundred times what you have. And if you take it a short distance, you maybe get like eight times. Hmm. Um, and he said, if that's all that it is, then I don't think that's enough. I don't think that's enough to even have that system there. Like why bother? I totally disagree with this. Um, and here's the reason why. It's tools for us to generate stories, right? Like it is a... It is a system built in to allow you then 
to create your own stories. If you want to roll the dice and see what all the hard work that you've been doing, maybe you can score it big and get the help from friends to do these kind of things, then that alone, even if it's not tied to anything else, that alone is worth it for me. Now, I personally think that they will tie these commodities to other things. I think that they will tie it to like points on the other place that you're going to to help the mayor build things, not necessarily directly like a mayoral candidate, but like or can, uh, mayoral caravan, other things. I think that it'll be tied to other things. But even if it wasn't, even if it wasn't tied to anything else, I think that that system alone provides the tools and the opportunity for people to have a great time and create their own stories trying to move goods for a big score. Do you think that, and I know you just said that you, you think it is enough. You think that what you, what you would make if you're taking a commodity from point A to, to point B that is very far away and you get X amount of gold, do you feel that that reward is, an, is enough? What happens if... There are other ways to make that same amount of gold that are less risky. Do you think it should scale? I think that there's something complicated economic-wise that's going on here that people are not um, fully understanding, including myself. Um, But I think that what it's actually doing, and I'd have to really take a look, is I think it's providing a floor for the currency. So I think that what happens is if you can get gold and trade it back at a certain rate right then and there for the monsters that you kill versus the commodities that you would then pay for that gold, that that gold can't drop below a certain amount that they are setting for the value of those commodities you could trade in right there. And then you can risk it and, and do things. So they're, they're, they're able, they've given themselves a tool to modify the economy with that in relation to the other things. If it's worth a lot more to take that gold and go onto the marketplace and get real items, materials, and transport those to the next place, that's awesome, right? And that provides you taking those things to fill orders in other towns, like a, like a true import-export. But if you can't, you can always get the gold right there, right? So it provides, it, it, it actually works to provide stability to that market at the same time. So it's interesting. It is provide the developers tools at the same time as providing the players tools. Um, I don't know enough about it. And I'm missing some of the important details to tell you exactly how it would work or should work. But I think that there's something going on there that's behind the scenes that's providing an economic stability. Jibs. Mm hmm. And this goes right. This going right along with the same conversation about is is the is what you get for the for completing a caravan actually worth it? You remember in Guild Wars Two, we played that game for for a good amount of time. Guild Wars Two was very generous with rewards. They would give you all kinds of things for doing world events, and and there was a a gajillion different types of currency and stuff in that game. And you always felt like you were just getting overwhelmed with just like, oh my gosh, like look at all this stuff that you get. Do you feel that was more appropriate and maybe more um, attractive to modern day MMO players? Or do you like the thought of making the little amounts that you get valuable to people getting them more used to getting less for some for completing tasks which which system do you think you like better the guild wars 2 where they dump a bunch of stuff on you or what ashes is going to be doing and making you do something really really difficult and really not giving you what might not seem like a whole lot i i like what ashes is doing but i will say this i think it's the beauty of a couple things Number one, I think the beauty of the MMO genre as a whole is that there is a place for people who like those kinds of games where you, you know, because you're not kidding. In Guild Wars 2, which I was thinking today while I was PvPing in Warcraft, I, in my personal opinion, I think Guild Wars 2, aside from Warcraft, has the best PvP system. You know, I enjoyed Guild Wars 2 and then, and then Swotor. Oh, but so good. But Guild yeah. Wars yeah. 2 was just excellent. Excellent. And and one of the things with Guild Wars 2 also is is you are getting, like you're saying, bombarded with items i mean you talk inventory management that is legitimately uh infinite side quest 
and Guild Wars 2. Like, you're always doing it. And so, like, the, the beauty of the genre is that there's games for people who like that style, who like to, like, that's their game, versus what Ashes is going to be. And I think that when, as long as people remember that Ashes, and Steven said it numerous times, it's very true, Ashes isn't for everybody, but for the people that it's going to be for, speaking from, from my standpoint, this is exactly what I want. I want slow progression. I want old school vibes. I want open world close to sandbox. Doesn't have to be complete sandbox, you know, what they're calling the theme box now, I believe, um, for Ashes. It, it, it's checking off all these boxes because long are the days, and here I'm saying I'm playing Retail Warcraft, which is like, you know, polar opposite of <laughs> a lot of things <laughs> I'm about ready to say. But, you know, gone are the days where I really enjoy the the fast nature of progression of things given to you of things you know like um i will say this about warcraft like i spent this whole time working i remember and it was an event it was for terriel's charger it was an, an event that you had it was a holiday event that, that you would hope that it would drop and i worked for hours to get that thing and then they throw in the trading post shop last month or anyone can buy with the trading post currency and i'm just like <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, so it's it's polar opposite, you know, oh, like, as far God. as, like, what this MMO with Ash is what it's doing versus what other games are doing. And, and the beauty of it is this. Players have choice. That's, you know, in the market, players have choice. I love the fact, and I'm, I'm wrapping it up here. I'm sorry, putting a bow on it. I love the fact that Ashes is different. The fact that it's going to take longer to invest it's I like the smaller rewards because they mean more when you get the bigger stuff. And it means more even to me. Even though like, hey, I may have gotten five wool from this. Dude, that's five wool that I can use for something else. That's the thing that going back to what Sonny was saying about, you know, I feel like even um Sonny himself was missing. Sonny, I want to add to that in regards to the financial thing. I feel like until we get in there and we see where the weight of things lie. It's really hard to gauge things. It's really hard to say right now, oh, it can't just be gold or glint, you know, whether you're you're for glint or opposed to glint, because we don't know the weight of how it feels when you're in there. Oh, absolutely. Right. And 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 that was going to be kind of my point is that you you talked about Guild Wars 2 and them just just obliterating you with items right <laughs> just it oh, reminds man. me of like the the classic open the closet door and just yeah you skis and bowling yes. balls and like everything yes. like that yes. every time you kill anything you're just like you know all this stuff comes rolling out of them you're like okay i got a 12 slot bag this is just not gonna work um yeah. It, it doesn't matter to me, right? You can do it that way or you can do it the other way. The only thing that really matters at the end of the day is whether or not the economy works, right? Yeah. Like if it works within the system that you build, then I'm cool with it. And you, and like you said, you just have choice on, on what kind of game you want to play. So I'm, I'm fine with that kind of stuff. You're, you're absolutely right on the balance thing. Is it enough? Does it feel right? When I kill things, do I want to take the caravan and and do this risk thing? Or do I just want to trade it in right there because I make more money on moving real materials anyways? Who cares, right? Like that, those are the kind of things that are going to be balanced and and it will, we will only really know when we're in there. You look at the the negative inflation that happened with New World and like they didn't see that one coming, right? They didn't see people hoarding their gold and having materials like worth nothing because it was just so easy to get stuff like that. These are the kind of things that like in theory, a lot of economy systems work until you actually get out there and and put them in practice. And then it's a lot of tinkering and a lot of balance. So you got to have your eye on these kind of things. And 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 that's a that's a big deal. I I know we want to move on, but I got to bring this up. I have to bring this up. And I know it's probably beating the dead caravan horse. And like, I, I don't care. This is this is my podcast right now. (laughs) <laughs> do what I want. So oh, I love it. Is it enough? 
Like for us, I I get it. Like Jibs, you love classic era. Wow, that's a, you enjoy the grind, and you and and I to a certain extent enjoy the grind, but I also enjoy the glitz. I enjoy the glitz of something like retail. I promise I have a point, a point to this. I know we talk a lot about Warcraft and stuff, but that's where we've lived well, for reference a long, points. long time. It is. Yeah. Is it enough for us? Most likely, yes. To know that. When you do a world event and your reward for saving the for saving that caravan, that world event is one wool. Is it enough for us to go, oh, I just got one wool. That is sick. I know that it takes <laughs> I know that it takes 10 wool in order for me to build that one piece of epic cloth armor that I need for my mage. So now I have something measurable. Now I can measure. I need to do like somewhere around 10 world events or maybe five world events and another, you know, five caravan runs to get the wool that I need to make this piece of armor. Is that enough for old, grizzled, grumpy gamers like us? Yes, it probably is because we're looking for that challenge. But is it enough for, say, the younger MMO player that is really used to just getting bombarded with glitz and glimmer and glamour when when they finish a quest. Is it enough for them to stick around? Is, is it enough for their longevity? Yeah, okay, so I'm going to answer this question, and I think that the answer is that if you looked at it and face value without playing the game, if you were leaving a Steam review without playing the game, as some <laughs> people do, the answer is no, of course it isn't, right? You're going to look at it and say, this guy killed this dragon and got three wool. Like, what the hell is wrong with this development company? <laughs> But if you're in the game and playing the game, the context of it is going to feel different. Like JB said, it's going to be weighted different. So if you can't get what like wool is a terrible example, but like like let's <laughs> say scratchy. it's it's let's say it's widgets, right? Like the yeah. the super rare widget that drops, and you get one widget, and you're like. Yes, I finally got the one widget and this one widget is worth like a ton, right? And that's what it is. It's going to feel different after you've been in the game. So uh, objectively looking at it, it might look not good. And I think that's what you're saying is like you're you're it's going to be hard to it's going to be hard to show a screenshot to somebody who hasn't played the game and say you get this. Look, wool, <laughs> you know, yeah. and they're like, what? But in the game, that might feel totally different, which is what I think anybody that plays the game will be accustomed to by the time they get to that world event. They will know what the weight of that feels like. Yeah, I agree. I think it comes down to perception, you know, like you, you'd said the widget and how awesome it was to finally get that widget. Sub substitute that word widget for one cloth piece, you know, like anything. It's just like. The power of perception is, oh, it's one cloth, but it that was one widget. You know, it's like it just, and we don't know what that's going to feel like in game. Like you, you know, it just, again, not to repeat myself, but Cash, you're, you got to. I'm just Wizzy. Wizzy's nailing it. This whole show, Wizzy's nailing it. Uh, so Wizzy says, I hope the instant gratification generation of gamers is able to learn the true joy of what old school achievement felt like to us 20 years there ago. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Wizzy is our people. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Just, there's a so difference true. between there's a difference between like the wild star syndrome and 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 modern gaming, though. Right. Like wild star tried to bring back that old school thing all at once and people weren't ready for it. You, you, you can't really develop a game for the 1%. I think that, that this will just hit different when we're, when we're doing it. I think that the caravan system and all of these economic systems that are going to be in play are going to be different options to get to the same end. The drops, the glint, everything like that is going to be different. And to your point, Cash, if I get one wool for killing a wolf out in the middle of nowhere and then I have to take down like a freaking town eating dragon and I get four wool well okay <laughs> now we got a problem right like you're right that is not enough and but that's just balance right like that's just how do you get 
that balance to make the players feel like what they're doing is worthwhile. It it might not be a lot. They're not going to pound us with gold and, and reward and jewels and everything for all of the things. But they still have to make it worth your while. You, you, I mean, when you kill something big and scary and dangerous and everything, you got you got to get something out of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, speaking something out of it, one of the other things that they brought up was risk versus reward. And the question posed was, how do you feel about how PvP factors into the risk versus reward of running caravans? What feedback do you have about the current plans for how caravans will be looted? I'm going to be honest. I'm a little naive to how caravans will be looted at this point. Doesn't it become just materials that then you take and you have to deliver those materials in a caravan as well at that point? Yeah, so there was a couple things. The the caravan is basically reduced to wreckage, um, and then you have options. So you can put this stuff in another caravan. You can get your own caravan and bring it. And, and again, I'm trying to summarize this, and this is all subject to change, right? They changed sure. things right before the stream came out. So, you know, they could change it tomorrow. We're not even in Alpha 2 yet. But basically, you could get your own caravan and come by and pick up all the boxes of stuff and then take it to somewhere and then get the money there. I'm not real sure how that works. Like, you show up to town and you, and all the things have, like, the 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 lore forge stamp on it and you're like well i'm totally bob from lore forge it's like no you're not i know who bob is you don't have yeah. a mustache what's going on here like, nope. and how did how did you get that blood under your fingernails <laughs> definitely bob is that bob's shirt are you wearing bob's bloody shirt uh, so uh, or you can you can basically take like you can open the boxes and you can take the stuff out of the boxes and it and it becomes like a reduced rate. So they've got systems in there to be able to do this stuff. There is, you know, you uh, the corruption system is going to be involved at some point, depending on like what you do with the loot afterwards, like hitting the caravan itself is probably not going to make you corrupted. But at some point you might end up with some some negative effects of like, okay, now I'm taking all this stolen loot and now I'm going to try to sell it. right. Like I'm going to take it somewhere else. Cause you're, you're kind of like past that point. Uh, and then the other big thing was uh, the no insurance, right? They told us there was going to be insurance on caravans. I put it in a video that I did. Yeah. Don't worry about it. There'll still be insurance, you know, to get some of your money back. Nope. Steven's like, nah, I don't remember saying that. I was like, really? <laughs> well, and that adds to the risk versus reward, though, does it not? I mean, that yeah. if you're going to take a caravan out, you are taking a risk there. I think this system, this caravan system is going to be bigger than people think it's going to be in the game. I truly do. I think there's going to be so much planning. There's going to be so many guilds that are formed around either side of this. Either the folks who are, are who are you know merchants with uh, hiring mercenaries, uh, hiring scouts to actually make these caravans successful, or on the other side, just full blown lawless bandit guilds that are doing nothing. Oh yeah, but getting out there and searching out these caravans and having a real plan for when that caravan reduces to rubble. They know. They already know. They're willing to take that loss. So I, I really think that that the system itself, the whole risk versus reward thing is going to be a giant draw for many players to come in. And the caravan system is going to be the heart of all of it. You know, when this game first launches, it's going to be a bloodbath. There, oh, yeah. It's going <laughs> to be a first off, it's going to be great for footage. Like, even if you're not a content creator, this is the time to record those memories because it's gonna be nuts like it just there there will be blood dripping in the gutters i mean just, oh my goodness it's gonna be nuts. think of the fights for freehold space the fights for like nodes and towns the fights for caravans everyone's gonna be like it's just gonna be you're not wrong like i, I hadn't really thought of it exactly like the way that you just put it but it is going to be an absolute bloodbath. Like there is going to yeah. be no quarter whatsoever. You are going to, you are going to have every guild for themselves. And you know, hopefully this does spawn some like inter guild alliances just to try to save themselves from the ridiculous amount of PVP that's going to be happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I think protection is going to have to be a real thing. You're going to yes. have to really 
really invest in protection, especially if you're, you know, a trading guild that you're going out and you're doing these caravans like this and your whole goal is to make money. And that is your end game. You know, Jamie, let me ask you this just as like a, a final thought. And I know we're getting close to time here, but like some of the concern is there's not enough advantages for the people to there's not enough incentive to actually try to do anything with a caravan because everything seems to be built to hit one of these things and just destroy everybody that it they're built for pvp attacks rather than the economic benefit of actually moving the goods did you get that feeling watching it i feel like again it's gonna go back to balance like this is like the the horse that's been drugged through the dirt ran over Mm -hmm. you know this in this episode is about the word balance i think it's i think right now there's opportunity to improve on the reward like you know the i feel like right now the risk is way out in front as yeah, far I it, do too. It, it by a country mile out in front of of the reward which, which is a great thing because we just know like that can be balanced right like it that that's not it'd be different it was like did you watch that caravan constantly just take a giant nosedive clipping through the world and just pounding the whole the road the whole way they're you know, like you know and just like this awful stuttering we're not talking about any of that we're talking about just something that can be balanced within the game which is a really yeah. good place to be and so to that to that end that's great but yeah there's a whole lot of risk versus uh, and there is reward <laughs> seems right pretty risky <laughs> yeah yeah and not only are you standing out there with a neon sign as you wait for your caravan that says kill me <laughs> you know like for like five minutes it, it's not that long uh, but you know it's just you know i i i, I it, it, we're gonna get there i have no doubt we'll get there it's just a balance thing can we talk uh spoon-fed honey for a second can we talk uh peace love and honeybees <laughs> um, when I say spoon fed honey, it's, it's a, a fancy way of saying low hanging fruit. But, um, what'd you guys think of the visuals? Oh, dude. Loved it. Dude. The uh, and, and amazing. There were, and there were things that we didn't even see that they just talked about. It was like, uh, basically race driven caravan aesthetics, right? Yeah. Like they're going to be different depending on your your race. And that is super, super cool. Like the the swinging lamp on the back of it. Oh, just yeah. the, the whole look, the armored caravan. The Here's another one. The caravan speed actually was reflected in the number of horses you had. You literally had more horsepower in faster caravans. That is, they've just, they've done such a, such a great job with it. Um, I was, this is another thing why the, why the stream uh, was so good, right? Like everyone yeah. loved this because the stuff that we're arguing about is exactly what JB said. It's balanced because everything else was freaking fabulous, right? Like the graphics, the, the mechanics, the, the depth, the, the tools, the, all the stuff was just so good, you know? Yeah. So we could just talk about oh everything is great all the time, or we could try to be interesting and find things that are like on that gray area. But man, it was like ninety five percent awesome. I think the part that shocks me the most about the visuals on this stream, particularly, uh, was the the renders, like the concept art that you see and some of the things they've posted prior. It's legit how it looks in there. Like all those fibers yeah. in the wood that makes makes up the caravan, all the you know the rough spots and the cuts and the and the steel that's wrapping the caravan it looks exactly like it was rendered and i just i'll be honest from a level of detail standpoint i was impressed i really did not think it would look like that like i'm just not accustomed to seeing it anything look like that that's rendered out like that how many times do we see games nowadays that will come out swinging and with excellent visuals and the game drops and it's absolutely been downgraded and you would never know until you bought the game and you played it. Whereas this, it's just like, oh my gosh, that's that's incredible. Yeah, to see it moving, you know. Like if you're paying attention to the development of Throne and Liberty, or Throne and Liberty, which is looks like a giant freaking forest fire right now. I mean, it's it's actually it's getting a little better, but like you look at the first trailer that they released for Throne and Liberty, and yeah. then they put that that play test out for a bunch of streamers to play. <laughs> Yeah. And it just looked like super calculated overboiled dog shit. It just it, it <laughs> like, didn't look like the same game. 
what is this thing? And um, yeah, it looks like they're they're slowly starting to fix that. But you 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 can't do that. No, no. gamers are going to notice. We have the time to break videos down and look at pixel counts <laughs> all that nerdy stuff but it's like oh my gosh when that one came out I was like what are you guys thinking like you can't pull stuff over on people so I, I was very myself I was very very pleased with with the visuals and I think it it comes down to to the little things and it's not just just how pretty it, it really is in Unreal 5 it is the physics so when the that caravan's moving and then that caravan stops, you see the suspension actually working oh, on on yeah. the caravan. You see the you see the uh, the lanterns affixed to the back and they're swinging with the physics of with real physics of, of what it would look like. And those are small details that are lost in in other games that are made in older engines and can just be really really enjoyed and loved in in games that are being developed nowadays in newer engines and it just god it just makes me so happy and so hopeful for for the future i forgot about the suspension the suspension was so good you know versus just like a rectangular box that just moves you know like toppling back and forth like a seesaw you actually saw this thing slow down and then go onto the front wheels i was like oh boy and you just went crazy when you saw it and i was like yeah that's a really good catch because that is cool yeah i'm simple like that you know we're like right on we're right on the cusp of next gen mmos we haven't i don't remember the last time we've been able to even say that like we are you're talking unreal 5 and you're you're talking suspension you know and weight distribution on whenever you're breaking and everything like you are like the the from a visual standpoint this is and, and it's not just ashes it's also you you can see it in pax day you can well you could see it in the trailer for throne and liberty <laughs> you yeah, know like yeah i mean look yeah. at the trailer right tomato yeah. tomato you know it's just we're right there like the game the next gen mmos are right there on the horizon and it's gonna be just really neat to see what happens it's like that next step you know it's just exciting to think you know you've been in mmos for however long 10 plus years you're like oh my gosh we're we're going to the next level soon it's neat Need to think about. Yep. Upgrade your systems, people. Upgrade. Now's the time. That's right. No kidding. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. This was Lore Forge, the podcast for Ashes of Creation. And uh, you know, if you enjoy the show, let us know how we're doing. We certainly, certainly do appreciate it. And everyone on um, not just the RSS feeds for the the podcast, but a lot of our audience watches over YouTube. So thank you to every single one of you who comment and, and like the in the videos and just all of your feedback. It's always so we, we do our best to respond to everything. And so truly, it's just nothing short of, of uh, awesome when we get to read your comments and, and see the love and and uh, the fact that you enjoy the show. So if you enjoy the show, let us know how we're doing. And if you are listening over the podcast, every five star review that we get on Apple Podcasts, we'll read your review right here on the show and of course Spotify whenever they add them but you can always call us 516-875-1776 and I promise you I'll customize that voicemail right now currently it sounds like a robot I think just a generic robot we'll we'll get that fixed and then uh, <laughs> yeah, I got a, I, I, I got a text message from Victor he was a little bit upset about how generic that thing is so. oh, that's so good <laughs> Victor didn't like. He was very mad, upset type of guy. Exactly. And of course, you can always email us, loreforgedhq at gmail.com. Sonny. How long have you been saying Spotify when they add reviews? <laughs> just out of curiosity. Is that why you wrote that? It's just to point yeah, it out? because I wanted to remember to ask you. I feel like it's most of our podcasting career together. You know, maybe I should stop saying that. It's kind of like the well, official podcast for loreforge.com is that we want to a competition or something <laughs> what a contest of 30 <laughs> podcasts the first five episodes that was a thing i truly think that um that we've been trying to trying to call spotify out for so long um as if they listen to our little show <laughs> god these guys oh. from Norforge, they're really putting the heat on us <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. 
<laughs> we should probably do something. We're going to have a Sunday meeting here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Go to loreforge.com and find the links to all of our Ashes of Creation content. That's where our link tree lives, including YouTube. You can check out our YouTube channel. We are going to a slightly different YouTube cadence for our videos. We had like a million videos that we uh, came out with out of the gate. And we realized that if we only released them once a week, that we would be releasing videos that were approximately three years old in 2027. So we decided to <laughs> more or less just dump them all on you. But now we're at the point where we're we're caught up. So we're going to be releasing the new uh, podcast video on Monday, and then we're going to get you another one on Friday. And then maybe if we're lucky, uh, we snag one out uh, somewhere in the middle of the week or something like that. Not including shorts. Shorts can come out whenever. Um, you can also check us out on Twitch, which the uh, very patient people have been doing tonight. We're sorry. Twitch appears to be having some sort of uh, breakdown. I think the hamsters and the Twitch wheel are all caught in Oof. the spokes and they're, they're just not apparently. doing very good right now. That is at twitch.tv slash loreforgedhq. On Patreon, we got a new Patreon subscriber, by the way, this week. That was yeah, awesome. Nice. awesome. Yes. That was awesome. Yes, so uh, you can get all of our content early on Patreon, and above that, you can get the State of the Owl, which is our behind-the-scenes sort of After Dark once a month episode, which is a lot of fun for us because we really just cut loose and talk about whatever we want, uh, which is good. Usually it's about ashes, but sometimes it gets a little off the rails. Sonny Cash. says the F word. Oh, yeah, some, sometimes. <laughs> well, that's the off-the-rails part that I was talking about. Cash. <laughs> Friends, if you uh, want to join our Discord community, everybody is welcome, and we'd love to have you. We've had some really, really cool growth over there. Uh, we got some pretty kick-ass content creators in there with us, and uh, it is there's a lot of fans of Ashes of Creation in there. There's folks that are in there that have gamed with us for years that are just kind of hanging out to see what Ashes does. Um, but overall, it's just a really, really fantastic little community that we're that we're building up. So if you would like to join, just click on our Discord link. You can go to our website, loreforged.com, and there's our link tree right there. You can click right onto our Discord link. We have some new Discord members this week that I wanted to mention. Arched Beetle, Polly B, Gary and Kane, and Inuk Toxilac. I really, really had to dig deep on not jacking that one up. Inuk Toxilac. But anyway, um, thank you for joining our community. We really appreciate that. Uh, don't forget that Extra Life is continuing to fundraise. We will still be fundraising until the end of the year. So go to extra-life.org, search for Loreforged, or if you're here with us on Twitch, just go right underneath our, our uh, pretty little faces, not so pretty little faces, and you'll see our <laughs> panel, our Extra Life panel right there. And you can um, and you can click on that. Sunny, did you um, have something that you wanted to mention about it? I put it in the notes. Think? I was hoping you would just mention it. but uh, I kind of saw it, but I, I lost it. I think you took it out. No, it I moved well, it, it down to the bottom, yes. Yeah, no, okay, so Sunny actually has a really cool video um, that uh, he assisted with Ashes of Relation. Um, if you guys haven't checked that Ashes of Relations site uh, or uh, his videos on YouTube, please do so. He's he's a, really becoming a good friend of ours, and, and we're really really stoked to have him in the community. Anyway, this video that Sunny did was on the or that Sunny assisted him with was on the economy. So go check out Ashes of Relation, and I, I just really really enjoy his videos all the time because he's just got a super wholesome and engaging way it's just a really fun way to to uh produce his videos it, it kind of makes you feel like you're part of his family so go check uh, those videos out by burns it's really really good yes and then also tomorrow uh, i will be on uh the golden feather tavern and that will be at seven o'clock est i believe uh and that is with chibi uh and uh, chibi brie and vertec That's so awesome. We're kind of getting all the way out there in the community. This is uh, becoming a big thing for us. It's meeting, meeting the peeps. Awesome. I kind of almost forgot that we're on Twitter, too. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, follow Jibs at JibsRL. Follow myself at Cash Quests. Follow Sunny at You of Coruscant. And don't forget to follow uh, the show. That's where we put all of the stuff out about the show every once in a while we put a tweet out where we bag on sunny saying peace love and honeybees all the time <laughs> you can find that on x or twitter at loreforged hq if you're looking for it you know <laughs> if you're looking for <laughs> it. now they are <laughs> yeah they are all right well everyone thank you so much for tuning in we appreciate you and we will see you next week 
right here on Lore Force. Take care, everybody. Peace, love, and honeybees. Safe travels, everyone. <laughs>